Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rama.org.au forward slash media. So Tony was asking me what we're gonna what I had in my heart. He asked me to share today and he said, What do you what do you have? And this is an odd title, but here we go. The days between the past and the future. Because I was thinking about between Christmas and New Year is this interesting week. It's a very interesting week of closing out the year and and peeking into the next year. And so these are the days between the past and the future. I was raised in... Uh, Colorado. Some of you have known that. But, um, I, I, and I was born way up in the Rocky Mountains, later on lived down in the plains, but uh, I was born up in the Rocky Mountains, and that Rocky Mountain range uh, starts up in Canada and comes all the way down the continent through America and into Mexico. So it's just this a massive uh, range of mountains. And if you... Um, from my parents' place, if you drive oh, an hour, an hour and a bit, and through this range, which you cannot do, or these mountain passes, which they close those passes in the wintertime because the snow gets to be, you know, really high, maybe about as high as that. So it really, really deep, deep, deep snow. And so they close that up. But if you go up in a different time of year, you arrive up to the Continental Divide. And the Continental Divide is an interesting place where uh, in one location you can look at one side of the range, the eastern side and the western side. And without this point, this elevated point, all you can see is, is, you know, more mountain from either side, more mountain. But on the Continental Divide, it gives you this, this elevated place where you can see both sides. So this week in between Christmas and New Year's, to me when I was just thinking about this and then uh, asking the Lord what he had for us, it was in this week, this time, before we get up to New Year's, is this interesting point where we look at the past and we look at the future. The days between the point, uh, the past and the future, it's it, we do that at the end of a year, but you may do that like at a significant birthday too. Uh, maybe uh, when you turn 30 or when you turn 40 or 50 or 60 or 70. Okay, anybody have, you start collecting those significant birthdays. Woo! But, uh, it gives you an opportunity to kind of just process a bit of what has been and then ponder and look at the future of what could be and what will be. What do you want the future to be? And so uh, these days, this little week is an interesting week for us at the end of a year. Before we look forward, we're going to look back. And the first looking back that we want to look at is bad looking back. There is a way to look back that is not beneficial, is not helpful. Um, 
and I was thinking of a verse of scripture, a story actually in Genesis, the 19th chapter. You can look at this verse in verse 26 when um, Lot's wife looked back at Sodom and Gomorrah. And if you know the story, she actually, when she looked back uh, at the place where she used to live, looked back at perhaps uh, what was going on in that city uh, and uh, the destruction that was happening in that city. When she looked back, she turned into a pillar of salt. And uh, so Jesus said, don't be like her. He actually used her as an example to not be that way of longing for what is back, things that are back. He said, don't do that. Another thing that Jesus said uh, in Luke, the ninth chapter, and we want to look at this together, Jesus responded and he said, why do you keep looking backward to your past and have second thoughts about following me? When you turn back, you are useless to God's kingdom realm. Whoa, that's a strong statement. You are useless to God's kingdom realm. I like, I like how this is stated because it, it isn't like you're not in the kingdom. You are a citizen of the kingdom, but I like how it states you're useless to the kingdom. Let me give an example like this. When you come to Jesus, make him the Lord of your life, you're born again. You're born into the family of God. But not only are you born into the family of God, you are and you become a citizen of the kingdom of God. Well, you and I both know that there are citizens in Australia that are more productive to Australia and contributing to Australia. And maybe there are some citizens, citizens of Australia that are not so contributing. They're more takers or they're a liability or, or something but yet there still are citizens of this, of this nation. It's like that with the kingdom of God. Of course we want to be contributing to the kingdom of God. We want to be fruitful citizens of the kingdom of God. We want to be those that seek first the kingdom of God and its advancement and its righteousness. But uh, Jesus said, when you look back and long for the past, long for what was wrong in the past, long for the things of the past, it, it makes you so you're not contributing and fruitful for the kingdom. Okay, we don't want that, all right? We don't want to be going there. So we needed to look back in a bad way so now that we can look um, back in the right way. So we needed to cover that. And uh, so we're, there is a good looking back. Um, Christmas time is commonly a time when families get together and um, we, we would go to Ohio. We had different times when we were in Colorado and then sometime when we were in Ohio with Tony's family. And these are cherished times. Now, this is looking back in a nice way cherished times, especially when his mom and dad were still here. They're waiting in heaven for us now, and we look forward to seeing them. But I remember 
oh, the, the food was indescribable. It was just, oh, my lands. And it was, I, I, in my Christmases growing up, we never had anything Italian at Christmas. Why would you do that? It, it isn't for that food. It's for, like, turkey and that kind of fare. But anyway, then at his place, they did make a turkey, but no one ate it. It was all about lasagna and other kinds of pastas and meatballs and, and uh, just all kinds of, you know, amazing rigatonis and all kinds of things. So, but I, what I loved was after we would quit eating the food, we would there would just be talking. And we would talk to the next meal. And uh, we just talked. I'd never been around a group of people that stayed at a table so much. And the food would just come in waves. So, but the talk, oh, the talk, they would tell stories. So Tony and his brothers, and mostly, you know, the wives would just kind of hang back and listen to this. Okay, got to be truthful here. The same stories every single time. But we would laugh every time. And they were they were. Wonderful stories. And I'm sure, you know, uh, there, you may be able to uh, reflect on something similar, too. But I, I love those. This year, uh, you know, we, we spent Christmas with, Tone, uh, with uh, Annalise's um, in-laws family, the Robinsons. And so that was fun, too. And it was the same thing. It was stories. But I, I got to talk with... Um, Mitch's grandmother, and Mitch's grandmother was, um, she told me stories of World War II. She was not in the war, but she knew people that were in. She gave me stories about it and, and stories from a long, long, long time back, and it was so interesting to me. I just loved that, and so what stories are, enable you to go back with people and actually re- relive them and recount them. It's, it's a wonderful thing. Earlier, um, before Christmas, our neighborhood um, had a little neighborhood party, and um, Tony and I went, and um, a lot of the neighbors had already gone away on holiday, so there was just a, there was only about six or seven of us. And um, it was so nice. It was really nice. We, we just... Uh, became acquainted, and then uh, we started telling stories. But the story was of this year. Because uh, even though this was the first time we'd ever sat down to talk to these people at all, all of us had been in the same boat for 2020. There's never been a year when people who are completely different than you, different nations, different cultures, different languages, and yet we've all been in the same boat. We've all gone through this very odd and unusual year. Different people have had different experiences in it, but we've gone through this year. And so we were telling different stories, some sad things, and then some things that made us laugh as well. So what I saw in that is that there can be a mixture. When you're looking back, there can be a mixture of both happy memories 
and also sad memories and, and actually even destructive memories. There can be quite a salad of, of, of memories back there. Uh, I was thinking of it and just wrote this down because in this, uh, yeah, in this year that we had gone through, people have died. But I know of some people who were born. Isn't that lovely? There were people who got sick. But then we've gotten testimonies of people who have gotten healed. Some people lost their jobs. But some people got jobs. And they changed jobs. Others were promoted in their jobs. This year, some real sad things happened in homes. Domestic violence soared. But there are also testimonies of restored marriages and families and friendships. Things that were broken actually came together. Some people, when there was distancing, you know, like you have those everlasting spots, isn't that amazing how, how commonplace they are to us anymore? Uh, they didn't used to be spots on floors, on the restaurants and in the shopping centers and stuff like that, but there's, people have learned distancing. But this year, some people distanced from the church. And more tragically, some people backed off from God. But others made things right with God this year. Some people that have lived at a great distance from God for different reasons have started moving in and are walking more closely to him than they have ever walked. Um, there's some businesses that went down which is sad. Some businesses closed their doors and other businesses opened theirs. Tony and I were in, um, we went to a little market one night and uh, we're walking around and there was, uh, we came to this one that sold baby clothes and I got to talking to uh, the lady um, in that market uh, booth and the job that she had had at the beginning of 2020 was <clears throat> in her job, she, uh, her company flew her to different places, not just Australia, but all over the world. And she made presentations to different companies. And so she spoke to uh, a whole large, large groups of people on behalf of her company. Well, when traveling shut down, so did her job, so did every, so she lost her job. But what she did was discover um, a love for sewing that she had from years and years before she got a degree to do the job she had been flying all over the world to do. She discovered a talent that had been on the shelf for a long, long time. 
So when she couldn't fly anymore, she started making baby clothes. And I bought a couple. Darling little baby clothes. So and so you can see that there are some, and looking back, there are negative things that have happened. But then there are also positive things. People have have gotten cars and houses and properties and upgrades and, and different and positive shifts amongst the ugly things that have happened. There's been some good things that have happened. And so uh, Lindy made the, um, the announcement about this coming Thursday night. And if you could put that, uh, that picture back up. On Thursday night, we're going to um, have what we called um, a watch night service. And I don't know if you've ever been to one. I grew up with them. At the end of each year, we'd come. And on purpose, we would remember uh, good things. And we would pick good things out of the mix of what is, is in our past. And, and thank the Lord for them. And so we're going to do that. We're going to do that. And I would encourage you even if you can't be here on that Thursday night, I would encourage you, if you find some things that God has done in your heart and your life this last year, write it down. And, um, and now on the website is a way that you can write to us. Let us know what God has done in your life. But for sure, between you and God, don't just let last year just slip out like a vapor. Grab those good things that he has done. Now, if you could put up the, this um, find the turtle thing, you know, uh, it'll come up in a little bit. Praise the Lord. We're so glad that, uh, what is that, that program called, Pro Presenter? Yeehaw. We're getting that fixed. Anyway, it'll come up in a little bit. Let me just tell you about it. When I was little, um, I remember the first time I went to the dentist. I may have gone before, but it may have been so traumatic I put it out of my mind. But I do remember the first time uh, sitting in the waiting room and there were um, different books that little kids could look at and read. And this one called, I think it was Highlands or Highlander or something like that. And in there, there was a picture of... Um, there was a picture that had hidden objects in the picture. And you were to color, or you were to circle them. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I love those things. I found one yesterday uh, that's in a card, and I sent it to uh, a, a friend of mine in the States. And uh, I found, I, I spent about a half hour playing it over and over and over and over. I, I suppose it's for children. I don't care. I think it's so much fun to find the object. And so can you, can you now put that up? So this is find a turtle within 10 seconds. And, and I imagine you can. you can. You can find it right away. And so there's heaps and heaps of leaves on the page. But there is a turtle amongst the leaves. And you're, so what we want to do, and leave it up there for a little bit, what we want to do when we look back is amongst the sad, the bad, the ugly, is to find the, the turtles. <laughs> find the good. 
there's some good. Yes, there is some sad things that have happened, but uh, let us find and let's circle in our lives. Let's find out what God has done. So if in these days between the past and the future, here's some questions that I'd really encourage you to ask yourself. Here's one. What happened in your life? What happened? What happened? What happened in your life? If you can identify with anything that wasn't so good, but don't stay there. Identify the good. What happened in your life? What happened in your family? Oh, my goodness, there's been some amazing things happen in our family. What did you, there's been some sad things that have happened in our family, really sad. But there's been good things happen. You see what I mean? Great things. What did you learn? Did you learn anything this year? Don't let it slip. Identify it. In these days between the past and the future is a good opportunity. What became precious to you? And I and actually, uh, maybe this year, it moved from what is precious to who is precious. And the value of people goes up. And what did you find you could live without? may have had to live without it for a little bit. What, now what can you live without? So, this period, these days between the past and the future are a little bit maybe like um, a race. And I don't know if you ever ran in those kind of a race where you had to start on starting blocks and kneel down, you know, or get down on uh, nearly to the ground and they would say these words, get ready. Well, that means that you're not up in the stands eating a hot dog and you're not, you know, uh, you're not spritzing your face with water or you're not, uh, you're not doing whatever it else you'd be doing. No, get ready means... You need to be in position. You need to be in the right place. You need to get ready. And then they say, get set. And then you, you get up higher. And then the gun goes off and then off you go. Well, these days between the past and the future are a lot like that. Get ready and get set. What's it going to look like? Well, um, if I were to say this phrase... Uh, or the, uh, the beginning of it, see if you can finish it. And they lived. Now, there you go. And I didn't even, I mean, I said three words. I'm going to do it again just for good measure and participate, okay? And they lived. Now, see, isn't that amazing? <laughs> Maybe we grew up in, in different places, different homes, different times, and yet all of us nearly could say, and they lived happily ever after. 
Why? Because Walt Disney stories have been pounded into us, some by choice, and then some because you were pummeled by them by somebody else in the room, and you had to listen to them. Uh, we listen to them over and over and over again, and, and you know, they're always going to have, uh, you know, some horrible drama, usually some wicked woman. Why? Why is that? Some conniving, manipulative, horrible woman. And, um, and the crisis is terrible, you know, all is nearly lost. And finally, in just the last few minutes of the whole story, everything amazingly turns around and the princess sweeps the prince off of her, uh, the prince sweeps, whatever it is, <laughs> sweeps the princess off of her feet, and they lived, and they lived happily ever after. The only thing is, is this happening over and over and story after story after story, it almost has been that we have been indoctrinated with this thought. That if something is good, if something has gone through crisis, we're looking for happily ever after. And, uh, and because this thought is so ingrained and people can quote it, they can quote it better than a promise in the Bible. They can quote it and it comes to mind even if it, if it isn't spoken out the mouth. It becomes the, the thought process that... that is referred to and is a default thought more so than even the Bible. The thing about it is, is that phrase, they lived happily ever after, is not in the Bible. And neither is the thought process around that. And they lived happily ever after is something that has exalted itself even higher than what God would say because what Jesus said, Jesus himself said. You want to hear what Jesus said? Anybody in here in church this morning want to hear what Jesus had to say? Well, Jesus said this. Everything I have taught you is so that the peace which is in me, and I've made this um, a, par a paraphrase. I met, I put some things together. That which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For here on earth, you will experience trials. I bind that. <laughs> Some people, that, that's not right. I rebuke that. You can't tell me that. And you're actually rebuking Jesus. How dare you say that to me, Jesus? He said, because notice it's in John 16, 33. Jesus said this. It's in red letters in a red letter edition of your Bible. Trials, troubles, and sorrows. King James Version says tribulations, tough times. But he didn't just stop there. He also added this, 
be of good cheer, or this one says, be courageous. And then he went on to say, why? Because I've overcome the world. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've overcome the world. So what has happened with this Disney default thinking is that when we come through something tough, that now we should live happily ever after. Or that if something tough does happen, life just happens. That a, a, a response because happily ever after is the way it's supposed to be. And when it isn't happily ever after, then it's like, what's going on up there? Get busy up there again. You're supposed to be making me happy. Supposed to be helping me live happily ever after. What's wrong up there? People get mad at God if they're not living happily ever after. What's wrong with you? If there was really a God, I'd be happily ever after. And whole, the whole world would be happily ever after. Or... Then they do the other thing. If, if they're not having a, a happily ever after, then they're like, what's wrong with me? Something's wrong with me. What have I done? So, what have I done to bring this on myself? I'm so horrible, something, something. And they just, they, then they just live in the bad past. I deserve this. Neither of those are truths. Neither of them are. Jesus said, in this world, in this earth, that is fallen, there are going to be trials, tribulations, hard stuff. And then there's a group of people that that's where they stop. They put a full stop there. So they just say, so let's just eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we're going to die. They get real morose and weird and, you know, ah, the bad, it's going to all be bad. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. He didn't stop talking. He's still talking in this verse. He didn't say in this world there will be tribulation and so get depressed. Get morose. Look for the worst. He didn't say that. He said there are going to be bad times. But he said, be of good cheer. And that is a command. That's not like, oh, be, you know. No, he said, be of good cheer. Hey, how about let's just practice that. This is church. That is a time for us to practice and hear what we need to practice in. How about, I don't think we could do more than two or three. But how, let's do two seconds of being happy. Can you just lift up a happy sound? Yes. Yes, Jesus said, be of good cheer. So you just do it. But then he gave why. He said, because I overcame the world. Yeah, in life, it isn't happily ever after. That's Walt Disney movies. There are trials, there are tribulations. And if anybody talked about the devil, it was Jesus. 
his. He knew who he was and what he could do. And he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have overcome the world. And because he's overcome the world, he's made a way for us to overcome the world. And even if you cannot see in whatever trial or just, you know difficulty, whatever the situation is, if there does not seem to be any, 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 any way forward or out, you always have a way because Jesus said, I am the way. So you may not have the how. You may not, not have the when. You may not have any of those details, but if you have Jesus, you have the who. <laughs> he is the way. So he wants you to look at him. Now, Paul, we've heard what Jesus had to say. Um, Paul was in a, in a bad situation, and it was because of somebody else's choice. And it's somebody else's decisions made a rough time for Paul. Sometimes you can fall into that kind of a thing too, where if it would have been you doing the choosing, you wouldn't have chosen that road that made it so tough. Well, it was, Paul was in this situation, and, and they were going to uh, be going by ship. And he told the captain plainly and the crew, we cannot get on that ship and go, I perceive, I know, because and he knew God, <laughs> our lives are going to be in danger. Well, they're like, Ian, who are you? You're a prisoner. We're taking you from here to there. You're a prisoner. Whatever, get on the boat. Well, they got on the boat, and they came into it like a cyclone. And now it's been... It's been days that have gone into weeks. They hadn't eaten. They hadn't seen stars or the sun. They couldn't navigate where they are. They're just, just up and down. They've thrown out all their, their food and their lading, and now they're just, just riding it out. It doesn't look like they're going to live. But an angel appeared to Paul at night, and he gave him a message. And so Paul gave... Now that everybody is on a level playing field, everybody's going to die. <laughs> they listened to him. And Paul said, take courage. Take courage. Sometimes when people come with a message of courage like that, it's almost aggravating. When everything around you looks terrible and then somebody comes up real happy-like and they say, don't be afraid. <laughs> Take courage. Be of good cheer. But when you've heard from God, something is in your words that enable people to actually do it. And he said, Take courage. None of you will lose your lives. None of you will lose your life. Well, that was good news because in the moment before he told them that, it looked like all of them were going to lose their life. They're in the, out in the middle of the sea. 
looks like everybody's going to lose their life. Well, he said, none of you are going to lose your life. But then keep reading. It said, even though the ship will go down. Well, that doesn't look like a happily ever after. It's like, it's, it, shouldn't it be that if, shouldn't it just be that we just are suddenly, you know, to our destination? Like the story, and there are stories like that. We don't discount those stories, but sometimes there's these kinds. After Jesus stilled the, the, uh, the storm, calmed the storm, immediately they were to the other side. Well, here, the ship's going to go down. And then in verse 25, it goes on to say, he keeps talking to them, and he says, so take courage, for I believe God. It will be just as he said, but we will be shipwrecked on an island. Oh, dear. So that doesn't look so good. It's a little bit of a mixture here, isn't it? And so uh, they did. They went down. The whole ship went down. They ended up on an island. And then they said, the people of the island said, oh, this man must be some horrible person because even though he escaped the sea, now um, while he's making a fire, a viper comes up out of the wood and fastens on his hand, and they know it's a real venomous one. They said, he's going to die this way. But Paul just shook it off and kept about his go. After they, after they saw that he didn't die, they said, he must be a god. What ended up happening is on that island, the proconsul, the person in authority over the island, came to the Lord, came to know Jesus. Isn't that something? We have to know this. If we have the purpose and the, the promise of God, no matter what the storm is, we get to come through, but not only do we get to come through, but somebody's life is going to change as a result of Jesus bringing us through. We do not, in this walk with Jesus Christ, we do not have private victories. We have victories that affect other people. It may save your personal life, but it'll end up helping other people. He's going to bring you through. Let's say this verse of Scripture together in Psalms 103. Because uh, we look, as we are in these days between the past and the future, this is something, Psalms 103, and we're going to read it out of the Amplified, which has a bit more words. If, if not, I can just read it to you. Psalms 103 and verse 1. Uh, there it is. Can we do it? Say, it? say it with me loud enough for you to hear it yourself, okay? Here we go. Bless, affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is deepest within me, bless his holy name. Bless, affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not one of all of his benefits, who forgives every one of all your iniquities, who heals each one of all your diseases. Are you thankful to hear about that? Even diseases that are not known to mankind yet, 
It doesn't make any difference. We're already healed. Let's take a moment to thank him in advance for that. Thank you, Jesus. Healing, healing, healing. Verse, verse 4. Keep reading out loud. Who redeems your life from the pit and corruption. Who beautifies, dignifies, and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. Who satisfies your mouth, your necessity and desire at your personal age and situation. And let all the people over whatever age you are say amen. Keep reading. With good so that your mouth, I mean your youth (laughs) renewed is like the eagles strong, overcoming and soaring. Glory to God. So when we look in the past, what we want to do is remember all of God's benefits. Now, let's compare that to Philippians 3, verse 12. In these days between the past and the future, now we're going to look forward. And this is what Paul had to say. Also in the Amplified, it says, Not that I have now attained this ideal, And that means I have not already arrived at my destination. I haven't. Or already been made perfect. But I press on to lay hold or grasp or make my own that for which Christ Jesus the Messiah has laid hold of me and made me his own. I do not consider, brethren, that I have captured and made it my own yet. But one thing I do... It is my one aspiration for getting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. Praise the Lord. So Paul's pressing onward he said, I don't, I don't see that I've already reached the finish. I'm not there yet. Why? Because the finish for him was standing before Jesus. And every single one of us will. Every single one of us will stand before Jesus. Paul said, okay, I'm not, not there, but I'm pressing towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus to win that heavenly prize. Um, You know, um, in these two verses, you you have Psalms 103 saying, don't forget any of his benefits. Don't forget of anything he's done. Don't forget. And then you have Paul saying, I forget and I'm pressing forward. (laughs) which of them are right? Both of them are right. Both of them are right. If you're remembering in the past, like that bad remembering of longing into the past and staying in the past and camping in the good of the past where you're just living in some glorious moment of the past and you're not reaching forward, then the past becomes detrimental to you. But if you're taking the blessings 
of what God has done in your life, the forgiveness and the healing, but also how he beautifies and how he dignifies and how he, he lifts you up and the good testimonies of what he, he has done are nourishing to you in your going forward. What God has done is a benefit and a blessing for the journey ahead. It is good to take that nourishment in these days between our past and our future in the, in the, year, the whole year long too. But we're talking about these particular days. You know, um, at the end of a year, um, at the end of something where uh, you commemorate the end of it, let's do it in the right way. There's going to be the end of something really, really, really precious, and that is the day that we stand before Jesus. It's really, really precious if you have run in such a way to win. Tony and I, uh, every other day, we, uh, we like to walk. And um, so on Saturday, yesterday, we went for a walk in a place we commonly do, but uh, this day was a bit different. It was just packed with cars uh, that was next to this park where usually the time that we go, there's nobody there, hardly at all. And um, anyway, there's heaps of cars there. So we started walking. We thought, what in the world is going on? We found out that it was a race, a, a 5K race. And so there was a place blocked off in little orange cones uh, for the runners to, to congregate after they had finished going their 5K. And they were doing this track over and over and over to accumulate the 5K. And so we asked a man, we said, can we walk on this track? He said, sure, walk on this track. So Tony and I started walking on this track, and, and uh, we started meeting people coming. And they were running, some of them were running like crazy, and their legs were rippling, not with cellulite. <laughs> their legs were rippling with muscle, and, and they, were, they were all shiny with sweat, and they were out running the mosquitoes, and <laughs> they were running, running, running. And, and, um, and so we started, you know, we, on our little track there, we kept seeing different ones, and um, so finally then we came, we were coming back and I noticed, I don't know if you noticed this, but the guy that was taking pictures of people coming, he never took a picture. I don't think he took a picture of us. He took a picture of him. He didn't take a picture of him. Okay. So anyway, I don't know. I don't know if it's something like written on my head. It's like, okay, I'm not in this. But anyway. So, uh, but anyway, I was nearly to the place that was coned off at, for the finishing. And I could tell many people were, they were on their last leg. They were finishing. And I was coming in with a bunch of them. They were running and I was just walking because why would you run in this weather? Why would you run in any weather? <laughs> okay, pretend like I didn't say that. But anyway, so... I walked by this guy 
that had been running with his son, and they were serious, serious running people. I think they were waiting for somebody, and they were going to go in together. And I walked by him, and he said, like, real serious, like, he goes, well done. <laughs> and I said, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there are sometimes that people think that Jesus at the end of their life will just say, well done, because you died. That's like me getting a well done just because I was on the track and walked. Jesus isn't just saying well done unless you are done unless you are finished with the purpose of your life. Twenty twenty holds some wonderful things for us. But very frankly and honestly, it is not happy ever after. There could be all kind of things, like there was in Paul's life. But he's overcome all the things. And so in his triumph, we keep going forward and pressing forward until we see him. Let me give you this phrase. In, in uh, Hebrews 12, in verse 1, I made a paraphrase. I took some different translations and put together a paraphrase. You say, is that legal? Can you do that? Um... Yes. <laughs> no, I took, I took different translations and then I just reworded it and put it together here. But I, then I made a mistake. I said, so we must let us strip off every weight. This is Hebrews 12.1. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. That's in the King James. This is Hebrews 12.1. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Of course, if you're in a race, you don't wear weights. Not if you're wanting to win. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down by letting go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination, for the path has already has been already marked out before us. Lay aside every weight. Um, I, I want to close with this. The um, it's probably about a month and a half ago, in a time of, of prayer. Uh, in this room, I was seeing, I saw, and the Lord gives me pictures because he wired me that way. I understand things through picture. And I saw um, televisions in people's homes. Um, it could be in your living room, could be in your, uh, wh whatever room, television. And then that television became like a drainage 
pipe. Could you get ready to put that picture up, please? A drainage pipe that had brown uh, putrid water coming out of it. Can you, are you able to access that one and put that one up? It looked like that. Only what was coming out was coming out of the television and into people's homes. Well, you wouldn't want that coming out uh, and into your living room or into your bedroom or into whatever room. And so I thought, what is, what is that? What is that? And um, I knew it had to do with information that is coming out of that box that's in our house. can be good stuff coming out, but that's what I saw. And I felt this morning or last, yesterday when I was praying about this, the word that the Lord wanted to say came with this warning. As he shows us things to come, I got this warning in my heart. There's another stage or degree of message and, um, well, I, the, word, the only word that comes is propaganda, or, but it's, it's a message. It is an ideology that is coming through another stage of it, and it's really important that you guard your eyes and your ears. In the early 80s, I went to Russia back when it was the USSR. And, um, and so, it, it, and we went to Moscow and we went to St. Petersburg, but it was under communism back in those days, and so that meant Leningrad. It was called Leningrad. And uh, it, we were there to minister, and so we broke off from the tourist group and, and snuck and uh, got... Uh, went to some places, but I just remember being and walking amongst those huge skys skyscraper uh, places of living that all looked the same. Everything looked the same. And there were speakers, you would have remembered these days, speakers um, that were giving messages uh, to whole communities or whole areas, and they were being told certain things. Of course, I couldn't understand because it was in Russian. But when I heard it, I thought, oh, this reminds me of things I've seen uh, back in Hitler's day when, when uh, to change and to uh, manipulate the thoughts of a whole community or a whole populace of people, they're pummeled with information with words, with ideas, with philosophy. The way, the way, and that you just hear it and you hear it and you hear it until a whole group of people starts thinking a certain way that they wouldn't have thought otherwise. I got the warning in my heart. It was the same kind of warning that I got back in February when the Lord said, wash your hands. It's the same thing. Watch your eyes. Watch your eyes. Don't just let everything come into your living room. It is going to come out in the world, but it doesn't have to come in your living room. 
It doesn't have to come in your bedroom. There is different kinds of thought that do not come from God. Ask the Lord to help you to be discerning with your eyes and your ears. Can we say amen? That means so be it. Okay, Lord, we'll take that. Take that on. Hallelujah. Can you guys come up today? You know, we sang the songs. I I didn't tell them what we were going to, uh, the message was going to be, but uh, what we sang was uh, just really a prayerful positioning. And, And to close today, we want to just sing a consecration to the Lord. Jesus, be the center of my life. When I look back, that I find what you have done. And I'm nourished by it. When I look into the future, I'm not full of dread. I'm looking for Jesus and what he's doing in my life. And in these days between the past and the future, I'm saying, dear Lord Jesus, be the center of my life. Can we pray that together? And today... If you have not made Jesus the center of your life ever, if the center of your life has been somebody, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, it's been yourself, it's been somebody famous that you know, it's been anything other than Jesus. If anything other than Jesus, anyone other than Jesus can only bring destruction to your life, there is one safe center and that is Jesus because he's the one that overcame the world I'd like us just to stand and if you if you're wanting to close the distance between you and God maybe you've never asked Jesus to be the center of your life sing this as a prayer if you've started following some other currents or whatever and gotten some distance between you and God. Close up the distance today. Close it today. Come in close. Walk with him close. And all of us, let's pray this prayer. Commitment to him. Jesus be the center of my life. Jesus be the center of my life From beginning to the end It will always be It's always been you, Jesus Jesus Sing it again Jesus be the center of my life It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. 
singing that I'm, I'm seeing something. I see different ones enter your home and your television has always talked to you. You've turned it on and sat down and let it talk to you. I see you going in your home and you talking to your television and telling your television that Jesus is the center of your life, that Jesus is the one who tells you what to think. Jesus is the one to tell you what you believe. Jesus is the truth. And if you're not going to tell me the truth, I'm not going to listen to you. Hallelujah. You say, oh, that's so radical. Life and death is radical. It's radical. And Jesus said, I've overcome what's going to try to overcome you. Stick with me. Listen to me. Get so you know my voice so you don't follow another one. Hallelujah, Jesus at the center of my home. Let's sing it again. Jesus at the center of my home. Jesus be the center of my home. From beginning to Beginning to the end, it will always be. 
that goes with us speaks in us I declare a blessing over this congregation and as we go we're blessed going out as we have been blessed coming in they're the head we are the head and not the tail we are above and not beneath not because of our goodness but because Jesus overcame the world and has made a way for us to triumph in him in Jesus name Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful uh, week in this day between the past and the future. If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at brainer.org.au. 